0: So I have stumbled upon Chris in a YouTube video a long time ago. I did not remember that it's Chris specifically by the name, but I remembered the voice and his presence. So a couple of months later, I was researching Qigong on the internet and I have stumbled upon his website. When I looked at the course and at the videos, I remembered that voice and that presence, so I took the course. And I have to say that I could really see positive results on my own energetic practice that I was doing back then. So today I, have intervie- I had interviewed Chris and I really enjoyed the interview and had lots of value and I'm sure you guys will too. To give you a little bit more introduction about Chris. Chris is a master energy worker. He has been studying energetics from several practices since his age of 16. So he did traditional Chinese medicine. He studied acupuncture, medical qigong, Reiki, pranic healing and sexual alchemy. Today he has developed his own style and his own way of working that he uses in, with, with his clients. The thing I like about Chris a lot is that even though he's deeply in the energetics and he considers himself a spiritual guide, he's very grounded and down to earth and practical too. So it's like the opposite of what you often see in the, you know, tantra festivals and like spiritual communities, people who are all about spirituality and energetics actually jp Sears is making fun of exactly these kind of people because they're not grounded and their life is a mess so i believe that chris is the opposite and this is something that is really inspiring for me in this area so yeah i hope i pump, i pumped you up a little bit with this introduction and even if i didn't feel free to watch this and enjoy And I would like to start with, the, with this article you wrote that really resonated with me. It's called The Cock Embodied Man. And I, I really like the idea that you, that you described that when the man is really fully embodied in his cock, it can create space for attracting the opposite, the polar opposite, which is woman embodied in, in her heart. But knowing how much sexual shame there is present today in the world, and And even how much I how much sexual shame I still have, it sounds Mm -hmm. like it sounds like like an impossible task to do. So, how do you get to this place with with men? And and maybe even one question higher on that, like what what does the ideal feel like in the real world?
1: What does the idea feel like?
0: The the ideal, like when 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 you get there.
1: Uh huh. Okay, so I'm, I'm not fully clear on exactly the, the question, but I can, I can kind of run with what, what I assume it's pointing towards. Uh, what it feels like is that the man is here living his life absolutely on his own terms, and his way of engaging and experiencing his life is coming from a place of direct embodiment, which means that he's feeling life directly engaging with him from a felt sense place and not so much from being up in his head trying to fulfill certain ideologies or or trying to please other people or trying to do his life for somebody else. So a cock embodied man is a man who understands himself, who understands his energy, who understands his sexual energy, who understands his thrusting in the world, who's able to show up And be creative with how he shows up in different ways, but is always staying in contact with his body because otherwise he's going to kind of be up for grabs in terms of how he can be brainwashed and how he can be conditioned. So he's allowing his internals to really be his guiding force or his directing master. And that's what he's really here to show up with. A cock is just a part of his body, but it's his positive pole, that it holds so much of the identity that we have on this planet as men. Uh, So it's important that we can be in this area and visit this area regularly without fear of being in it. Uh, The opposite is that men get very uncomfortable around being in this area because right up into the into the hips, into the pelvis, into the prostate, around the anus, into the penis itself, there tends to be a lot of trauma and disconnection in men's bodies. So because of that, most men live their life from a place of being feminized. So they spend most of their time up in their chest, up in their throat, up in their face. And he's not actually okay with himself when he's living down below in himself because he's then afraid of being too much or someone thinking he's being abusive, or too sexual, or not saying the correct thing. So really what it means to be here as a cock embodied man is to be here as a man who allows himself to be a man. I see. And that's the work.
0: <clears throat> I, I, I would want to share what's going on right now, even, even though like we're having a podcast conversation. Knowing, knowing the work you're doing, and... Um, having heard about the impact you do, I was kind of nervous before this interview. More than I'm usually nervous before my other podcast interviews, for some reason. And I, I noticed the pattern that when I get nervous and, I, and when I get fearful, I go up in my head immediately.
1: Nice. And
0: I can, I can feel it right now. I'm just like, it's just, it's just like coming up here. And now it's, now it's somewhere here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: behind, behind my forehead. And it's so natural and it's so quick that when I go out in the real world and I'm doing some other stuff that feels fearful or that requires courage, it's difficult to go back down there. And it mm. took me years to even realize that actually things like this is happening, that, 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 that there is this thing like, like flow, of energy, flow of energy from up and down. But, it's, it's, but I, it, it feels almost impossible to get back down there on command. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so, how, how, what's a practical advice to how I can just like put it down and come from this embodied place and from this embodied, from this embodied masculinity?
1: In order to come from an embodied place, you have to be okay to be embodied. The reason you're not coming from an embodied place is because you're not okay with being embodied in that place. So through the process of you continuously repeating the redirective pattern, which is you lose it and you fly up and you catch yourself through awareness. And through that, you then bring yourself back down into that place. The more you repeat this pattern, the more you start to line yourself and sink yourself back up. This is never about an all and everything happening in one shift and in one day or even in one weekend or even in one month. The results that you get in your process and the results that we get as men comes right down to our Consistency to our devotion to our commitment So when I work with men and when I have these types of conversations and I Guide him to these certain things. He gets excited for a moment. He gets inspired and Then he goes to try to apply it and he realizes how challenging it is for him to to just be in himself now that needs to be a gift. That needs to be a wonderful realization because now you're being called to something of higher order. You're literally, you're not going to be able to walk around this. You're not going to be able to life hack your way through your growth. You're not going to be able to do any of these bullet points and, and italics and bowls that everyone wants to promise you. It's consistency. It's you showing up again and again and again until you become so sick and tired of being anything that is not embodied, that everything starts to change for you. So to answer your question, when you fly up, you acknowledge it, you stay compassionate with yourself and you just bring yourself back down in whatever way that you need to. You can just grab your dick if that's what you wanna do and you can just stop and close your eyes and grab your penis and just breathe. And start to feel that part of your body. But you see, if I was to tell you to do that and you're in a restaurant full of people, you know, are you going to do that? What's more important to you, having people like you or being full of shit? Because that's the problem. We place having people like us, we place that over being self actualized, we place that above living life on our own terms as men. And this is why women find themselves in the situations and the predicaments and the lack of health that they find themselves in, from a hard place, from a sexuality place. It's because men are no longer men. We're males, but we're not vibrating as men because we don't allow ourselves to be that. So to answer your question, it's just continuously showing up and learning about what your body needs because you see your body is different to my body so whereas i can do something inside that feels right for me and realigns me that may not work for you because we're we're different we're designed and put together a little bit separately a little bit differently so our work is learning about who we are and how we function through being with ourselves and also through you seeing and acknowledging in your life What actually throws you up there to begin with? So let's take this interview. You were nervous to come on this call. So before your nervousness came in, you were probably grounded. You probably felt okay in yourself. And then your mind started to go and all the expectations and assumptions of what might happen or who I might be or how I might engage with you or what I might think of you and how I might perceive you. All of that starts to kick off in your your mind. And now it steals you from your embodiment. It pulls you up into your head. And the reason that you're compromised is because there's a part of you that doesn't feel worthy just in yourself. And me coming on the call just so happens to be something that triggers that in you. Because you place an expectation on me and you put me on a pedestal that is also disconnected from reality. Because I'm not different to you. I'm as different as I am different to you, but it's really not a big thing. I'm no better than you, and you're no better than me, and you're no worse than me, and I'm no worse than you. But because you've been so conditioned by the narrative, that's how you lose yourself. That's how you're compromised. Because you see a hierarchy of authority. You need to be the highest form of authority in your own life. Every man needs to be his own God. And he needs to be able to feel where God lives in him through his embodiment. And when he feels it, actually trusting himself enough to say, you know what, this is scary. This is challenging. This is overwhelming. But I'm going to stay true to myself and I'm going to move in the direction that my energy wants to move. And I'm going to make no apology for it. Because as long as you mean no harm, you can live your life the way you want to live your life. So I don't really do much when I work with people. All I'm doing is saying things very simply the way things are. It's common sense that we've been pulled away from. But I'm no more special than you. And I'm sure you have things that you could teach me. But you put your, yourself in that position underneath me. Why would you do that to yourself? If you disliked yourself, if you thought you were weak, if you thought you weren't good enough, because I don't see that in you. I see you as an equal. Don't let people force you to make comparisons.
0: No, I like and don't like what you're saying at the same time. And the part for me that likes it know that it's true, and the other one knows it's kind of uncomfortable. But the way you say, like I, I think I can feel the difference when when you say it from an embodied place. And that's the that's where I aspire to as well. To because the words don't really always make the difference. It's no. it's it's the whole thing that's that that's being transferred to. And I feel for me somehow I, I feel these things from you differently that's, that's also the reason why I invited you to the podcast because I wanted to have the, have the experience and provide it to, to my audience mm-hmm. and I have the experience in the first hand and it's very powerful and I really love everything you say in its simplicity so thank you for, thank you for sharing that
1: of course thank you for, for being uncomfortable <laughs>
0: so we talked we already touched um, sexual shame and basically the sexual area of of men's life I know you're doing the energetic work and you can you can actually I'd be curious how this works like how how do you make or how how can someone allow themselves to create the shifts that can happen with you like what, what what is this thing that you that you really shift when you work with people or Just to like to, I mean, I have so many questions to ask. It broadly, how how does the thing work when it works with you?
1: (laughs) There are so many angles that I could approach this question from. So you're ask, are you asking like, how do I do energy work with women? How do I work with men? What's
0: yeah? How 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 you work with men? We can we can start from there.
1: Hmm, Okay. Everything that I do and. The way that I work, because energy has always been my first love. Everything that I do is is coming from an energetic understanding of everything. The words are just layered there in order to keep the mind happy and also to communicate things to help clarify stuff. But the, the bulk of what I do, my work is based on transmission. So when a man comes to work with me, what's repeatedly reflected back to me after he goes through the process of working with me is that ah, okay, I never knew what it looked like. Like I hear all these things of, about being a man and, and what it means to be a man and how to be a man and all these different things. And what I get reflected back pretty, uh, pretty frequently is that I was never given an example of what healthy masculinity in, in somewhat of a balanced sense looks like what it feels like, what it talks like, what it moves like and how it lives its life. So for me working with men, it's almost just like a big brother energy or a father energy or a grandfather energy, depending on what's needed. But I'm simply here to be an example because I'm just living my life and I never chose to really do this work. This work just keeps choosing me. So as long as people come to me, I feel like I have some work within this that I have to do and that's a part of what I'm here for. So I'm here to be an example of what it looks like to live an uncompromised life as a man while staying loving, deeply loving, deeply sensitive um, and keeping the whole thing balanced. Does that answer your question? Yes. Feel free to pray. Feel free to challenge me or, or question anything I say.
0: I understand the philosophy where you come from. I was watching a video on YouTube. Um, there's a guy you worked with and he was basically lying on the ground and you, are, you were working with him and he was going through through some motions, through some like heavy releasing thing. How? Mm-hmm. I mean, I work with emotional releasing technique or Sedona method, if you're familiar, which is basically a simple technique of allowing myself to feel what I am feeling and refocusing my mind to to allow what's there and to welcome it and to kind of shift the emotion to to the one of a of a higher vibration, let's say.
1: Right.
0: And I had some experiences where I would have like every and where my body would do weird uh, shakes and twitches, but it was never as powerful as I saw the man experiencing in that video. So what what changes? Like what's what What energy during
1: session? It's energy. Everything is energy. Everything here is units of energy vibrating at different frequencies and at different rates, everything. So based on that being the foundational law of what all of this is about, for me, my work is about, okay, well, if everything is energy, how can I max that? How can I utilize that? How can I accumulate more of it? So what you see in in that video or in the work that I do, and the intensity of of the response from the other person, is simply because I'm just bringing lots of energy, and I'm, I'm plugging it in, because I have access to that for me in my own life. Through my work, I've you know just learned and understood how my body works and how the energy works and how I need to live in a way that stays in accordance with that where I'm always accumulating more of it. And the more energy we have, the more seeing that we have, the more consciousness that we have. Consciousness is energy. That's why when you're sleepy and you're tired, you're not very conscious. That's why when energy contracts into the body to go to sleep at night, you lose consciousness. You know, because literally energy is leaving you or it's going somewhere specific for a specific role. So the more that you start to allocate all places in your life where you have been unconsciously or even consciously leaking abundance of energy an abundance of energy, you can start to plug up that hole a bit through your awareness and through your consciousness. And there's many ways. It's the food you eat. It's the thoughts you think. It's uh, whether a man ejaculates all the time. It's not sleeping properly or not sleeping enough. uh, How much he's compromised himself. And a whole lot of it is just about being able to be in the body and knowing how to breathe properly, how to walk properly. How to just feel your own body. So the more energy, the more impact. As men, we're always penetrative. That's our energy, penetrating everything. The question is, what are you penetrating with? So for me, my work in my life as an individual has been about how can I embody God consciousness? How can I self-actualize? How can I have such a deep relationship from a felt sense place in my body, feeling it, knowing it, seeing it, hearing it, understanding it to the point where then I can actually open something that allows that energy to now funnel into the other person and to, for use of a better term, impregnate that other person with God consciousness so that then it can start to unfold in them and they get to heal and clean and go through their process, which isn't always orgasmic. It can be very painful, very terrifying, very overwhelming. This energy doesn't fuck around. It's, it's real. It's raw. It's, it's of life. So the the response that you're seeing is basically uh, from me as a man, just bringing everything that I've accumulated in my life to this point, into that room, into that space and then connecting it to the other person. I
0: see. So it, it becomes an expression of your of the other person reacting to your presence, basically and your focused intent.
1: Yeah. Yes, which my presence is me being in contact with life so they're reacting to life through my presence they're reacting to spirit through my presence i'm just like the the gateway to that i'm like the connection piece that's all it is i'm allowing spirit to have full access to me so spirit can have full access to that other person in ways that the other person may have blocked up before i see see.
0: yeah you mentioned the the penetrative energy of the masculine, how we walk around and we penetrate things and it's the question is what are we penetrating? I think I I read the first time I read this notion that that men that the the awakened man penetrates life with all its force. I, I read it first in David Data's books, The Way of the Superior Man, and it was very difficult to imagine for me back then, like being a guy in his head and trying to out things analytically I'm starting to get much more sense of it but could you talk about this topic for a while how, how do you see the penet- penetration in relationship with business for instance or with building a family or
1: yes so as men we're here to fuck we're here to fuck everything open that's the most uh, visceral way to communicate it yeah but we're here to fuck can I swear on this podcast? Is this okay? Because i keep saying it. Um, so that's just the baseline energy to all of that. This is what we're built for. Just look at our penis. Yeah, it's firm. It, it stands up at attention. And then it actually is radiating energy. Energy is, is, is uh, depending on the man and the energy that he has, but it's, it's usually very penetrative. That's the purpose of it. It's it's to illuminate stuff. It's like a wand of light. I think it was communicated like that before in, in something that I saw. But that's basically what it is. It's, it's bringing a lot of light, the principle of light energetically into the space where it illuminates everything. So even in sex, if you lay down and, and you're being with a woman and you're you're physically penetrating her, if you're being in your penis and you understand your own energy, you being with her and penetrating her either Physically or from the other side of the room, you're bringing in the principle of light that's illuminating and showing up everything in her that isn't vibrating. So that has been under trauma or that has been not loved or that has been wounded or that has been mishandled. Any part of herself that she's left, that she's no longer comfortable to be in. This is what a conscious man does for use of a better term. When he shows up, he starts to illuminate everything. He brings everything to light in every space that he walks into because of his vibratory rate, because he's not distracted. Now with penetration, penetration can be as deep and as intense as your focus on your presence and your awareness in any given moment. Now there will be moments where a man may not want to be in penetration mode. And he'll want to be able to fall back and receive at the heart level, which is his negative pole. This is the part where we, we, we receive as men into our body. So in that case, he won't have the energy of, of that intense presence and that intense penetrativeness. Because he'll be taking on a slightly different standing internally in this, in this moment. But for the most part, the energy is penetrative because we're always looking, we're always examining, we're always trying to break down and figure things out. We're always trying to conquer everywhere we go. We're always looking for our impact. If we walk into a room and the room isn't impacted by us being there, now the man starts to doubt himself. He starts to question himself because what we need to see as men reflected from the world around us is how powerful we are. This is why men are power hungry, but it, it's not in the healthy way.
0: It sounded like a paradox. So when a man comes in a room and he is not radi- radiating this this power through his penetrative energy, the other men are starting to doubt him. Starting to doubt no, no, that's,
1: that's, that's not what I said. Okay. I said when a man walks in with his penetrative power
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he does not see anything around him, register the fact that his beingness is there right now. Now he starts to doubt himself. It's like a man being with being with a woman who chooses to be totally shut down for whatever reason and totally non-receptive to him and just beats him up emotionally and judges him and criticizes him and complains that he's not man enough or he's not strong enough. She's actively creating more of that in him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because he's seeing a bigger and bigger reflection of how he is not enough, how he is not powerful. Why do you think a man climbs a mountain? It's not fun. It's not the process of climbing it. He only likes when he gets to stick his flag or his cock in the top of the mountain when he arrives to it. He says, oh, okay, it's done. Now let's move on to the next thing that can show me how powerful I am. This is how we function at such a core level. And if we don't have that, we start to wither away and die.
0: What you described that when a man when a man comes in a room in his full power in his penetrative energy and he notices that the that the room did not notice his presence, he's mm-hmm. himself. Is this the reason why or is this is this what, what fathers should do towards their sons to, to acknowledge their power and so, so that they have so they get used to this feeling, so they get comfortable with uh, Expressing it openly like, no, is, is, of course is, 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 is the moment when the boy starts to doubt himself for the first time
1: So how a boy a young boy and a young man and a grown man uh, doubts himself is because he was never given the opportunity to fall over himself and to learn how to stand back up. 'cause Mommy was always there, or someone was always there to hold his hand and protect him and tell him he was safe and okay when in fact he's not safe and okay, he needs to establish safety himself, he needs to set up the parameters of that in his own kingdom and in his own life and in his own body, so yes, young boys, and this is why you're seeing what you're seeing with men right now the and what's went on for for you know, many, many years within history where there's dysfunctional masculinity, unhealthy masculinity, which is abusive and manipulative and power hungry and dominant and wants to basically just destroy and conquer and take over. That's a part of the masculine where there's no heart. There's no understanding of, of the respect and the honor that needs to come in. He, he loses sense of how he needs to use his power for protection of the people who really need him, which is women and children, which is community. So I really feel that for young boys from both the mother needing to separate herself at some point early on, letting him know that I'm here to love you, but you have to go figure all this life stuff out on your own. But if you fall over and you can't deal with it, you can come back to me temporarily. But the mother needs to create some distance in order to support her child and her young boy and her young man evolving, to be strong and self reliant And also to support the power in him, which is showing love and support and confidence in him when he doesn't have it himself. And same with the father. Because in many instances, the boy never really had a father who has done his work himself. So the father was totally compromised. So all the boy would see was how weak the father was, how confused the father was. So it's just a loop system. We take power from young boys. We tell them how they're bad and how they're wrong and how they're too much in certain ways and how what they want and their expression is just, it's not okay. It's dirty or it's bad or it's abusive and then we tell him how he needs to treat everybody else other than himself so this creates deep neurosis it creates deep internal self-hatred where he's always attempting to unconsciously make amends just for being here with the penis and this bleeds into everything he does where men walk around on a poly- or he walks around apologetic apologizing not even sure how to take up space in the world and he, he just becomes very, very weak. And then this is where the negativity comes in, the unhealthiness. Because he has needs that he really requires to be met, both sexually, both lovingly. Because he's so ashamed of having these desires and wants, now he has to learn how to get his needs met in a manipulative way, in a way where he must lie and pull at women for sex in different ways. And this all comes from the fact that we took his sword from him and we didn't raise him like a king. We didn't raise him like a little god. And we didn't instill value and honor and the importance of using his sword for protection. So he doesn't feel powerful. He feels backed up. He feels confused. He feels angry. He feels rebellious and he feels weak. And that's a dangerous mix to have a man or a child or a boy be in. Because now he becomes dangerous in the wrong ways. As men, were are bred to be dangerous. We're supposed to be dangerous. Because this is what protects community. But where is our protection going? Where is our energy going? And this is really what we need for, for young boys and for young men. And for men in their 60s. I have men come to me in their 60s, in their 70s. Of all ages. Where they're still in child's pose. They still don't know how to hold their sword. And it's, it's a problem because you see what's happening on the planet. And on the other side of that, I have women having to come to me, a stranger off the internet, to pay me money in order to experience something that she should be able to just call upon any man in her community for. But she has to reach out and find it from a man that she doesn't know. That's a crying shame. And this is why I work with men. Because we're needed. And also it's okay to be a man. It's actually very fucking essential. Because without us, you see see what happens. You see how everything falls apart. You see the mess that occurs. So to any men watching this, my invitation is into responsibility. Personal and collective. I hold every man absolutely responsible for the condition of the women and the children in his life. Absolutely.
0: I, I got so focused that I completely lost my next thought. But, but um, yeah, it, make, it, it, makes, it makes absolute sense. And from what I feel like is happening in the world, when you just focus on the mainstream media it feels like the scissors are opening wider like the Mm -hmm. the feminist feminism and, and me too publicity that just grew over the past years outrageously is actually causing the very opposite effect of what they're looking for
1: yes because it's coming from dysfunctional feminine energy destructive feminine energy not healthy feminine energy Not unconditional loving feminine energy not heart-based feminine energy that's the real power in women that's the real wise developed woman and that's the transformativeness that she carries but what you're seeing publicly is just little kids bickering that's all it is but it's it's not their fault that's the other part of it it's nobody's fault we're all you know people are starving People are not happy. People feel mistreated and abused. And of course, you're going to have this uprising against that. So I absolutely understand where it's coming from. But the way that it's being approached in mostly every case that I see is not going to transform anything. It's only going to call on more dysfunctionality from men. And it's going to separate us more and more and more. What we need is is actually a coming together and an honoring of what a man truly is to a woman and what a woman truly is to a man and remembering that through our bodies through our hearts through our sex, through our connection through our compassion not through our screaming and punishing and wronging and judging because and nothing changes with that
0: how what would you say could be a good grounding principle for men to grasp in order to be able to center themselves in this age of really conflicting information from stop reading
1: information? information stop looking at the information it's not real that the man needs to absolutely separate himself from all of that insanity because it's just noise and as long as he's wrapped up and swept up and emotionally invested in it, he's useless, absolutely useless. Put the distractions down, put the toys down, start to actually come to a place where he's willing to feel himself and go into his emotions, go into his, his fears and his insecurities and allow himself to feel and breathe into it and express it and to experience it with himself. He doesn't need to do this with anybody with himself. And then every so often as he gets cleaner and cleaner and cleaner, now he can actually be here far more connected with his intelligence and with reality and with what's really needed of him. Because the the narrative is, is in no way true. It's just like a lot of drug addicts being drug addicts like a heroin addict on heroin comes to you and they're smoking crack and they start telling you information. You are not going to allow that into your consciousness. You might be with them and be loving with them and supportive of them in some ways, but you won't allow the information they bring to you to penetrate your consciousness and and make a home in you and then start to move you because you know that where it's coming from in them is not of intelligence. But yet we... Consume news and information on social media, and we just have this weird process of clarifying, oh, that seems true because of the image and because of the website, because of the person that shared it, and this doesn't seem true. None of them are true for the most part because you don't feel them. To me, the only thing that's real is what I can feel. If I don't feel it, it does not exist. And until I feel it, There's nothing in me that is willing to engage with it. So men really need to wake the fuck up when it comes to reclarifying his area of of clarity and reality. Because otherwise he's useless. And he's just being strung along by the fucking nose. And then people are filling him with nonsense and then he's going out and he's selling the nonsense he's standing for the nonsense he's fighting for his brainwashing and if you question his brainwashing he'll fight you for it that's what we're dealing with
0: when you say so one way is to stop the noise by stop by stopping by preventing ourselves from allowing the information in. What could be the, the principle that could be deemed as always true somehow? I believe is that if I'm safe, this is, this is one of the core principles, I would say. Can you repeat that that? If I'm nice enough, I'm safe. Being nice will ensure me safety and, and acceptance from the others and
1: just just before you finish so you're looking for acceptance but who are you looking to accept you because from where i'm sitting you're looking for people who are conditioned and brainwashed and really disconnected from themselves to accept you that's not safe that's deadly you see this is how you compromise and weaken yourself this is the nice guy situation you're attempting to appease insanity. And the only way that you can have insanity accept you is by being either just as insane as them or more insane than them. That's not helping you or anybody. But if that's what you're trying to live up to, to be safe, you need to question the sanity in you. You need to question your own conditioning, your own brainwashing. And that's a beautiful place to be in because now you really get to see how you're functioning and you can call bullshit on yourself and go, whoa, that's that's deep conditioning that's having me attempting to appease these people when they themselves are, are having such a difficult time just even walking around in their life without bumping into things because they're so distracted. And I say none of this to judge anybody. This is not judgment. This is just my my way of keeping things safe. This is how I protect community. It's by calling out what I see. So I was also in that that place of unconsciousness, bumping into shit and, and, and just being ill and sick in all these different ways. The reason I'm so passionate about speaking towards it is because I know how horrendous it is to be in that. But I also know how beautiful it is to be out of it. And the core reason for me doing what I do in, in my life is because I dislike seeing people suffering unnecessarily. I dislike seeing humanity being imprisoned emotionally and mentally. Because life is not about that. And we have so much possibility in front of us. So if you want to continue what you were saying, I know I interrupted you, but I, I had to clarify that.
0: Yeah. I never, I never look at it from this perspective of like wanting, by the, like the way you described the wanting validation, because it feels, what I was asking, what I was asking about was a, a principle that can, that you can always rely on. Something like, like a North star, because the the nice guy North Star, like being nice equals safety, is dysfunctional obviously. But mm-hmm. in order to change the direction, like you, I guess you need to have a new North Star, something that you can... that once you consistently follow up, like follow through, pursuing that and you see that it's getting better and better, you start getting more confidence and more certainty that it's the right direction for you and you feel good in there. Mm-hmm. I was asking about like what's your principle in, in this? your development and what do you advise men?
1: My first commitment is my life to be deeply in felt sense contact with my own energy, with my own life force, with my own spirit moving through me and to allow that make all of my decisions and direct me. That is my first commitment in my life. That comes before anything else. That has to come first. So I guess that's my North Star. Because if I... I'm not feeling and in, in connection and embodied with that and I reach over and touch somebody, now I'm no longer touching them because I'm not even there. See. Or if I start a conversation with someone like this where I try to help somebody or guide somebody and I'm not in contact with that energy in me, now I'm doing harm because I'm in the
0: way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's mine. It's it's and it's a hell of a journey it's a hell of a process it's terrifying to suddenly throw away all your uh, incessant logic and fear-based decision-making tactics to just absolutely trust your intuition um, and your knowingness so it, it takes time and it's one of the most if not the most confronting ways to live your life it's not easy it's simple but it's not easy but it's totally worth it because now now life has your back because you're living in accordance with it. And you are absolutely repaid for your courage with abundance because you're still showing up even when it's scary, even when it's terrifying, even when you have such a visceral response of fear and uncomfortability, you're still showing up following what is true for you in that moment that's all we're here to do we're here to listen to spirit our spirit we're here to allow it come through us and to animate us and to do whatever it's here to do through us because this, this isn't us It's just flesh, it's a body suit yeah these aren't your eyes these are windows, behind your eyes is who you are your spirit and you're just looking out of these windows and you're moving this body suit And it's important that you let go of all the importance that you place on the external stuff that causes you so much just ickiness and and stress and all of that, because most of it doesn't even fucking matter. And start to check back in with the person behind the window. So you can start allowing the decisions and the movement come from that place. But to really come from that place, that's why I say you have to shut out the noise yeah, you have to shut out the distraction because that's what's consuming consciousness. Anything you give your energy and your attention to is consuming you, and whatever it or whatever is consuming you now starts to use you. you see? Whatever you give your attention to. So you know for me as a conscious man to use that term again which I'm not so much a fan of but it gets the point across you need to be so selective to what you give your beautiful, precious, powerful life force to because whatever you give it to it's, it's going to use it it's going it to multiply it and multiply it so right now I'm using my life force in order to, to engage with you and whoever else is happening to watch this. And it's impacting you, and it's affecting you, and you're taking that in, and that's having a direct response and a result in you. And then you finish this call, and you stand up, and you go back into your life, and now you have all the remnants and the textures and the flavors of this communication inside of you. And now that energy starts to move through you, if you stay present with yourself. But as soon as you disconnect and you lose feeling from it, it's always harder to go back and find it again. That's why the repetitiveness of consistently calming back to yourself is so important.
0: It sounds scary and positively thrilling at the same time. Like like It's like the flashes of inspirations when I, I, I get
1: listening to you, mm-hmm. it's all um,
0: When, when a man comes to you wanting help and wanting mentorship with his masculinity and, and developing this, this, penetrative and free approach to the world from from embodied place, and he has never done any energetic work, he's never done qigong. What do you guys start with?
1: Well, I ask him, what's the problem? And then he tells me a problem that he thinks he has. And then I start to, then I start to just dismantle him from a place of, of respect. Because I see that he's been, there's been a program put in him that, that's like Windows 95. When he could be functioning with something far greater. So I'm here to, to go through the process of de-brainwashing him and also empowering him through example. So he actively gets to feel me and he's like, whoa, this is, this is a thing. I can say who I am and ask for what I want and not shy away and not apologize for being a man. And also know how to be with a woman and know how to connect with her and to share love and connection and actually have a beautiful engagement that, that's, that's healthy. So my greatest thing for me is I want to be an example of that if I can be an example of that and help even one person then you know my life is is there's a whole lot of completeness that that brings for me because otherwise I'm just going waiting around here until i'm until I'm no longer here so this at least gives me pleasure in the meantime to be able to to help people who feel like they're struggling they're only struggling because they've Signed up to something That they think They've had to sign up to Well life is absolutely free You can do whatever The fuck you want to do Whenever you want to do it The I can't is just You know That's what you've been taught To tell yourself
0: Is there any Is there any Exercise (laughs) Or some <laughs> no I, I'm getting from a place where no, I am not really,
1: laughing I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing because this is such a important question but it's also the most difficult question to ask, ask or to answer
0: um, because it's so well, simple the thing is, I have been a huge fan of morning routines and I've been doing them for 4 years and I can say that they changed my life because of the 1% you know addition every day and I do that, so I, If there is such thing, and and if if yes, we'll do this, so I can start doing it tomorrow.
1: So you want a morning routine from me?
0: No, I want to take like this exercise and add it to mine.
1: Ah, okay. You want an exercise? Yeah. Again, I, 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 I never want to complicate anything. Everything I do, like everything, is simple. Our power is within simplicity. It's it's stopping all the the busynesses where we really get to to meet ourselves. So you know any. Exercise I could give you would be something you're already doing, which you've got from me, which is my Qigong course. I'd recommend for you to do Qigong every day. Um, I'd recommend for you to uh, visit your penis every day and try to be there as much as you can and to feel that part of your body and to not shy away or run away from it when it starts to feel things or do things. Um, So let's say that's an exercise. Um, if you want to make it be an exercise. Um, An exercise I'd like you to establish, I'd like everyone to establish their, their first commitment in life. Like I shared, my number one commitment, what comes first before anything else. I would invite people into clarifying what that is for them. So then that they have actually a a starting point or a base or a foundation point where everything comes from that place. I feel like that's important. Uh, Being in your body, any exercise that allows you to be deeper in your body. But there's never going to be one exercise or ten exercises that are going to do all this work for you. You can do all the exercises. It will be sweet, and it will be beneficial, and it will be supportive. But, is, but if you instantly just leave your body and leave presence when you finish the exercise and go back to your life, it doesn't really mean much. It's not the exercise. It's the fact that the exercise is giving you a structured container to be present. Now, how can you expand that to have that exercise begin from the moment you step out of bed in the morning? until the moment you go back into bed at night. How can that whole thing be a movement practice or an embodiment practice or a presence practice? That's the only thing that, that has ever worked for me because you meditate for 20 minutes or you do your movement for an hour, but you got 23 hours left. So what are you doing with that time? Yeah. And for us as men, all of our healing Uh, comes through being present and staying present. Through all the uncomfortability and the challenge and the fear and the anger and the frustration, all these emotions that come up in us in our attempt to be present. This is how we heal. is choosing to stay with it, to feel it fully and still choosing committing to presence. You know, with with a man, with a woman, you know, he has to instantly meet all the ways that he is either bored by being present for a woman or the ways that he starts to get distracted when he's trying to be present for her. All the ways that that fear comes up in him when he's being present with her, when she goes into a specific feeling or emotion or energy, Uh, all the fear that comes up for him around being overwhelmed by all of her feminine energy. All the ways that he jumps out of himself because of that so for our work, it's simple it's not easy but it's simple it's presence presence is what brings us freedom I hear a lot of people talking about how men need freedom that's you know that's what a man a man wants a man wants freedom a woman wants love but you also got to look at freedom as deeply as you can possibly do that freedom is in presence If I have freedom in my presence, then I'm not really concerned about it externally. Because everything that I come in contact with, if I'm in a monogamous relationship, that may look like there's no external freedom. It makes no difference because internally there's freedom present. It's within my presence. Presence is our master key. Anything other than that doesn't really fucking matter. Because it's through presence you start to experience your sex. It's through presence you start to experience your power. through presence you experience your real wisdom, your connectedness, your oneness. It's through presence you get to truly taste the beautiful woman that you're in the presence of. It's through presence that life becomes so much more bountiful and abundant and richer. Everything else is just some distraction. And through presence is how we come to love. It's how we learn love as men. Because what you see right now is men who don't understand themselves or who maybe have not done their work to certain degrees. Their version of love is something very, very different. It's not healthy because he's attempting to love the way that he thinks a woman loves. He thinks love is what she makes it be. But we work differently. We love love. Much differently. And she needs us to love her the way that a man loves her, not the way that a woman loves her. That's why she's with a man. So there's all these different parts of it. And I never want, because I know a lot of what I'm saying to some men listening to this may be daunting or maybe too abstract in certain areas. Please don't allow that. Turn you off of just the simple mechanism of starting to become more aware of yourself and how you function in your life. Because that's just the first step. Just start with that. And that will always be the first step. And that will always be the last step. It never changes. What does change is your absolute experience of your life. But the first step remains the first step. Be aware, be present, see yourself. And what you see today is going to be entirely different to what you see in three days, will be entirely different to what you see and what you can make contact with in six months. And in two or three years, your whole experience of your life on every level will be an absolutely different painting. It will be a different video, a different movie. Because through that one commitment, awareness and presence, you will have transformed yourself and everything that you come in contact with and that's what a man does
0: it also sounds like a commitment to courage at the same time because sometimes being present means going through a lot
1: everything everything not not turning away from any of your fears and your insecurities and your feelings and your emotions as soon as you turn away as soon as a man turns away from his emotions is when a man turns away from woman
0: thank you so much chris we came to the end of the hour Um, before we wrap up can you share where guys or anyone who wants to reach out can follow you, or how how they can get in contact with you?
1: Sure. So you can go to you can go to my website, which is awakenedintent.com. dot uh, com. I have many just free bits of you know content and information, and the form of writing, and the form of podcasts, and the form of videos. There's just a well of of information there too. To help someone, and many men will just use what's there and and will change his life, and do what he needs to do with that. For other men, they need more, you know, in person guidance and and assistance energetically. And um, for that, I have many different options: mentoring sessions, weekly webinars with other men, um, both in person and online. But I'm here to help in whatever way I can. Truly, um, I see the pain, I see the struggling, I see the confusion and and in whatever way that I can help support that and, and help that shift uh, flip over into something that's you know, a bit more sane and intelligent and uh, honoring that I'm, I'm all for. that. So yeah, that's my website my Instagram is Chris Bale Awakened and my Facebook is also Chris Bale I, I assume uh, But yeah thank you for having me